Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real General Quinn, episode 812, the Super Bowl wrap-up. Um, as always, for a week 22, uh, yeah, we did basically, basically, uh, we missed a couple, but basically we did 20 weeks um, of the NFL season, the longest season in NFL history. History and it wrapped up, of course. As always, I'm joined by one Rob Sapp. Uh, how you doing tonight, Mr. Sapp? Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, we have come to the end of the longest yeah. season in NFL history uh, 18 regular season weeks, you know, the postseason, like 22 weeks in all. Um, and we crowned the champion on Sunday night, the Los Angeles Rams, who we don't only say won the week, but hey, they won the year. Uh, when you win a Super Bowl, Super Bowl, you win. Yep, <laughs> they won the year. They collect their second Super Bowl championship, their first uh, since 1999. And ironically, of course, we it was 99 who clinched it. Uh, with the uh, with a couple of game winning plays, we'll certainly get into that. Um, listen, it all paid off. Going all in, all the gambles, the trades, the signings, everything. This is what you. This is what. This is what. This is what it is. This is what you. This is what you um, sign up for. You go all in, and sometimes it pays off. It paid off in 2011 for the Dallas Mavericks. It paid off in. 2006 with the Miami Heat, it paid off in 93 and in 97 with the Florida Marlins. Now, those are four situations out of, you know, countless others that have failed, <laughs> but sometimes it pays off, and it paid off with the Rams. I respected, I, I, regardless of how this was going to end, um, and I said this during the season, I always res respected the Ram approach. Let's, we're going to go for it. We're trying to win a championship. We fuck these draft picks, whatever. This is this is what it is, and I always I always respected that approach, um, and it paid off in a major way. They needed every single one of those signings uh, in order to get this done. Uh, you give like again, you give again. It begins in you know this this championship to me begins with has to begin of course with the brilliance and the dominance of one Aaron Donald. Who again, ironically, wears ninety nine, and that of course was the last Super Bowl championship that they won that that ninety nine season, and he um, just you know took over the game in the second half, uh, took in the, in the second half after a relatively quiet first half, and he did you know prove not prove, but we already knew this that hey, one by, of the great, by one quiet, of the, real, I just want to point out, I watched his game a bunch of times. By yes. quiet, you mean he he triple team. Yes, he was. They yes, yes, he. They. Yes, he was being. Yeah, it. So was being, yeah, it was, that's quiet. That they need. Yes, um, that, yeah, for him. Right, no, yeah, that's that. Quiet. But that's that's the stand. Yeah, for, his, for his for him, it was quiet. Not for that's not for me and Florida. They had to. They had to pump every resource. Into yes, they did, and they and and give like there are a number of winners for the Rams. Give Raheem Morris. He had a big time game because the adjustment was the that overload to the to Joe Burrow's right side that they just couldn't handle, and that's when the floodgates broke open. They only had the Rams only had one sack in the first half. They had one sack in the first half and had um like eight like excuse me had six in the second half. Um and again they it seemed the Rams the Rams defensive line is kind of like a great offensive line. 
over the course, especially these last two games. They just wore they just wore San Francisco down in the second half, and they wore Cincinnati's offensive line down in the uh, second half. So, give out it begins with with Aaron Donald, his dominance, his presence, his greatness. That's what great players do. They raise the level of others. He raised the level of his of the entire team because in this game. The Ram offense was really for like a quarter, especially in the second half. From the time that Stafford threw that interception at to, at the end of the first half to like basically the fourth quarter, the Ram offense was uh, non-existent. And Gibson's nice defensive credit for that as well. It really was a defensive game in the second half. Both defenses basically dominated the second half, minus the Joe Burrow long touchdown pass and the last Ram drive uh, to win the game. Um, it was a defensive game, and you give, and the Rams had to be dominant defensively because they couldn't do nothing offensively. They were down, you know, Odell Beckham. You know, you remember we forgot about. I didn't forget about. We, I mean, we didn't forget about, but Tyrone Higby, the the good, the tight end. You know, he he didn't play. He played. He didn't play in the game, so they were really limited, and they couldn't run the ball if their lives depended on it. The Cincinnati completely shut down the running game. Um, so McVay had to get creative. Uh, with the play calling down down the stretch of the game, especially that last drive, got listen, give McVay all the credit in the world. Got the ball to his best player, and his best player was Cooper, Cooper Cup. Like, look, we I don't care about double troll teams. We're gonna we're gonna get you the ball no matter what. So the Rams really had to like the coaching. We and we've done a lot of criticism of coaching over the course of the season and moves that we didn't understand just from various teams, various various plays, various teams, various games. But this was not this was not the game for that because. The coaching by the on the rounds defensively uh, and, and with with McVay with McVay in the uh, in the fourth quarter in that last drive and also with Raheem Morris in that second half was was tremendous. That's all that's all there all there was to it. Um, so they get the championship. It every everything it pays off. Uh, I thought Donald should have been the Super Bowl MVP, but again, you know we know that the history of the of this game, the, the offensive player gets all the love. Um, but Donald was Donald was clearly the best player on the field. Like, make no mistake about that. That that was no if hands or buts about it. He was clearly the best player on the field. Um, I know Cup Cup had a, you know had a couple of touchdowns, game winning touchdown. Uh, last time I seen, I but I, I but in my mind I was like, there's no way Aaron Donald is not the MVP of this game. And I felt you know I hadn't felt this way about a defensive player somewhat getting robbed since. And I hate to hate to big bring up a bad memory for you, but I thought James Washington should have been the MVP of your of the Super Bowl against your against your team the second time um in that game. I really did. They gave it to Emmitt Smith. I thought James 30, Washington. 13. Huh? The 30-13 one? Yeah, the 30-13 one. I thought James Washington was the was the best player on the field in that game. And but, you know, it's Emmett Smith. Um so and James Washington was not a big name like Darren Donald was. Not even close, of course. But that's the last time I thought about a defense player that should have got in, that should have won it, that didn't win it. But regardless, um, they get the he gets his championship. Just again, icing on the cake for a one of the greatest defensive players, one of the greatest players in, that this game has ever seen. Um, I know you have a lot of thoughts. What was your overall thoughts on 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 this contest? Very strange game. Really didn't have a flow a flow to it per se. Go ahead. Yeah. Nah. You- you texted me that that's what I was going to say and so I was thinking about that and it was like um so so I combined two things so I was thinking about that and then you said I have a lot to say on the game I do but I don't because I think the lot the lot to say and it being a strange game go hand in hand and this is what I mean by that um 
in order to understand what happened this game, you had to really, really watch this game. Like, you had to really watch it because these were two teams that were new to this stage um, at together as, as, as these existing units, not franchise-wise. Um, and, um, and also weren't very used to game planning against each other. And what they were used to was that the coaches were intimately familiar with each other's styles. Yeah. So there was a lot of chess match in this game. And you had to pay attention to everything. So, for example, just with like what you were talking about in terms of the line and whatever, the, how they shipped the line in the second half, they absolutely did. But that was a known quantity. Like, everybody knew that before the game. Like, even the lay fans knew the right guard, he was the issue. That was the point to pressure. And so when they held off in the first half, I'm like, well, why are they doing that? Well, for the first first quarter, I'm like, well, why are they doing that? And then it dawned on me as I was watching the game. And it's, this actually honestly happens in a lot of games. It's just the louder points just start to drown out, drown out the finer ones. There weren't just any really big loud points outside the, the face mask or whatever. Um the the that um the reason that a shift like that happens at that point in time is because I'm I'm really really confident that Cincinnati was playing cat and mouse. So was um Los Angeles, meaning right. they were attacking a strength first to see if they could poke holes on it, and then went for the known weakness later in the game. Yeah, when this game went in time. It's very risky to do things, and they both did things like that a lot in this game. Um, and so again, it was they saved Cooper Cup for the time they needed Cooper Cup. They say they saved all of that. Anyway, point being, lots, lots of different things in there. But I think that goes into the sense it's a strange game. It's a strange game because the big kind of louder talking points that we normally talk about in terms of a game, you know, quarterback play being a big one, right? Like right. They, they, there's there was no a uh, 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 hot take on the quarterback play. Both played fine. Both played fine. I mean, like, like nothing like too amazing, nothing too horrible. They both played fine. Right. Um, the defenses played solid to good. Um, and then what you ended up having, and this is what this ended up proving, and this, I've, I've had this gnawing feeling ever since the fourth quarter of the Buffalo Kansas City game, when I'm staring at my number one ranked defense in the league, I'm going, we don't have anybody that can make a play when San Francisco is on it. Right. I mean, you mean Kansas City? Kansas yeah. City is on it. Like, I'm like, somebody make a play, and there's nobody to make that play. And so, what this game boiled down to ultimately was the Rams had two dudes that could make a play. Yep. When the team needed them to make a play, no matter right. how well the, uh, the opposing side was playing on each side and took different gambles in order to open up those opportunities at the time. Right. Like, like, what is it? Uh, the saying is, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. I'm not even going to do it, but, but, but point being, they created the opportunities for those players to make those plays at the times when they needed to make them. And that's really hard to put your finger on in a bullet point. You have to watch it. You can't, that's not a, um, a, 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 a red zone game, right? Like where you can no, just no, watch no, no, touchdowns no, no. or just watch that play no. and understand what happened that game. Like you had to watch 
every part of ebbs and flows. And with the Super Bowl, so many distractions, it makes it even a little bit more challenging to really drill down into that game. But when you get into the essence of this game, just the nitty-gritty of it, two players on the Rams made plays when their team needed to make plays, and there was nobody on the Bengals that did that. No, and pure, pure and simple. No, and pure and simple. You, um, it was one. It was kind of like you'll see this, and you'll see this a lot in game sevens, especially in the NBA. In the NBA, in game sevens, when you get conference championships or, and, and especially particularly NBA finals, where a lot of those games are just defensive struggles. And to your point, because it's the familiarity of played this team seven times. You probably played them a couple times, of course, in the regular season. And like I said, it just comes down to, at that point, you can toss all the game plans, toss all the scouting, toss all that aside. It's about just making plays at that point. Yep. Like, who's going to make the play? Like, who's going to make the biggest play at the biggest at the biggest moment? Who's not, besides the fact that who's not going to make the catastrophic mistake? And, and in this game, there was no real catastrophic mistake like pick six. Really, really quickly. Uh, my favorite thing, and I put this under the bucket of head coaches, they're just like us. Um, McVay, in his press conference the following morning, um, which is really brutal for for the winning head coach. I, I will have to agree with him on that. That's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. I mean, Early yeah. morning press conference yeah. after yep. winning the Super Bowl, that's a tough ask. That is. That, that, yep. That's a tough one. It is what it is. Come on. Yep. Come, on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, they get paid millions of dollars, so whatever. Yeah, they do. He'll be all right. Um, yeah, you know it's tougher to the losing but, coach after the game. Oh, that's, yeah. t- <laughs> that's, that's a tough ass. <laughs> uh, I've never known how they do that. That is that is just being a head coach. I don't even understand that type of composure. I could not handle that. I'd be quite honest with you. You don't want to talk to me after talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the time. That just ain't the time. I got to have some time. Anyways, um, the thing that McVay said, uh, coaches just like us, he said, I was mic'd up so you guys will get to hear it. When they lined up in shotgun, I said, Aaron Donald's going to close this game. That's yep. what McVay said. I said that exact same thing in my head as it was wow. going on. I was like, oh, this game is over. I was like, they're going shotgun on fourth and one? I was like, this is over. Aaron got this. <laughs> let Absolutely. Me, let, let me. I couldn't. Like, Go that, that, that one. That one in the third and one will be the thing that the red, that the Bengals. Yeah, let's get let's let's talk about that. Let's let's discuss that because there were two plays that were kind of sh- were very shaky. Um, second, okay, let's go to the second one. So second and one, they decide to throw you know throw a long pass that had that had no chance. They still had two timeouts. Um, to your point, like, I have no problem with the long pass. But you can't just airball that. Yeah, no, that's that's my point. That, they, that, you know that the, no, there that that has had no chance to make a play. That's like, you, yeah, yeah. like I have no problem. Of course, no, I have no problem with a long pass on second one. No. To do a do a play at do something like so. I'm fine with the call, but you can't airmail. You just can't. Right. You can't airmail that. Yeah, that's that's yeah that that that's the that's the issue. The yeah. third one run was like ooh, I don't eh, eh. I said I was like, and I'm not. I was like, that was a first guess. I was like, I don't know about that one. You you know what the big deal about that entire series was, right? And that and then every call on that, who was it in the game? 
You talking about uh, Chase? Nope. Who? They run the ball. Who wasn't in the game? Who would you think you would want in the game? Oh, Mixon. Mixon, yeah, yeah, Mixon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna run the ball, I think kind of you kind of would want to have your no one guy, your no one back in in the game. That, that's just it. Like I, yeah, I yeah, get that's it. it. And I see this is this is the grown pains of a young team, grown coaching staff. Yep. Does this bury him? Does it make him better? You know all the questions, right? But it's just like, yeah, I like in your normal regular season mind. You have plays for specific guys right. in a rhythm. That's a play that's designated for what whatever his last name is. I'm not Kareem, even about, uh, sure. Kareem. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what he will be known for is not making a team first down. Um, for sure. Okay. Which was which he was stopped by Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. that play, yeah. Aaron Donald just dragged him back. Yep. Said, nah, you're yeah. not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. You're not After, doing that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. He's like, you're not going for it. Which is why, again, so, so yeah, that's why you want your special talent. Right. Because your special talent can get you that extra six inches. Yep. Yeah. So, even though, yeah, the play practice ran all year for him, sure. But that's the difference between regular season and the Super Bowl. Yeah. There, there you can't, the, the reason why that, things like that will haunt players, coaches for the rest of their lives is because you didn't go out guns blazing on that one. Right. You didn't yeah. go out guns blazing. Yeah. You got to, what we're saying, you get your best players out there, you put them in position to make the play, and they either do or don't, or the team does, the other team does and doesn't. The second guessing, you were, I did not have my best guy on third and one in the Super Bowl. Yeah, to, that would drive me nuts. Yeah, that would drive me. Well, I mean, listen. To tie the gut, like, no. Yeah. Like, you, you, got, you come on. You can't do that. No. You can't do it. No. You can't, at the very least, even, even if you're coaching from a scare standpoint, it's like, I don't want to take the blame for not having my best player out there on this call. Nobody in the world would blame you for running on third and one with Joe Mixon and no. Aaron Donald stops him. He stops. No, he stops him. He's a great player. Yeah, nobody's Donald, blaming bro. you on that one. But your backup running back? Nah. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, That's a rough I, one. Can't, I can't. I can't overlook that one, sir. I can't. No, you can't. No. That's I can't. A rough one. I can't. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just confounding because, again, it's then even larger than that. The packages he was sending out for that drive were Pete. What's his name? Pereron. Pete. See, I'm just not gonna learn this guy's name. Pereen. Pereen. Yeah. Pereen. Let me stop being disrespectful. Pereen. The packages out there were for Pereen, so that was his series. So they were going like he still had this prescripted. I yeah, did. yeah, like no, I'm like saying. this is not like no. Like, to your point, like this, this was a regular season game. Can't get like, that. It was you can't season. get yeah. that locked in. Can't not now, no. not no. now, not now. And no. at the very least, always you air on best players on the field. Air right. on that. All I don't care if mixing had. I don't care if mixing nope. on fumes. Yeah, I don't care. Nope, nope. doesn't matter. Care. Doesn't matter. Nope. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just got like everything plays. Differently in my mind, if you have your number one running back on the field, who's a threat? Right. Everything plays differently when you don't, when you take that off the board. I just think you just, you take something away that doesn't need to be taken away. Even if it's just, 
you know, we, we talk like all defensive and offensive players talk about this all the time. All you're trying to do with the defense is just have them hesitate for half a second. That's Think. all. Yeah. Just that yeah. extra. So just see, like, is he that? There's that. That's, you just need that. It's just need it. That's all you need. So yeah. if Mixon gives you that, perfect. At the very least, he's definitely not going to reduce it more than P- Peon. Peron? Perrine, Perrine, yeah. Perrine. Yeah. This name is impossible for me to pronounce for some reason. He's definitely not going to give them any less hesitation. So, it just doesn't make any sense. Other than you would be dogmatic to your play-calling style, and that's right. a problem. Yeah. the biggest thing. That yeah, I mean yeah, that's that's one of those that yeah you you have a lot. Uh, Zach Taylor will have some definitely some sleepless nights yeah, thinking about yeah, that yeah, without yeah, questioning. Yeah. I mean, I'm that. sure I'm sure and it's been it's been uh you know seven years. I'm sure Pete Carroll still has Pete Carroll still has nightmares about not running Marshawn Lynch on that pass play. I'm sure, I'm sure. That's not even nightmares, homie. That that was egregious. That that was unprogrammable. That is that is. That is a sin, and he should wear that for his entire life and seek atonement always. <laughs> you threw a Super Bowl away. You yes. You gave, you gave the effing Patriots a Super Bowl. Yep. How dare you? That's all I have to say to that. How dare you? How here, dare you? Here were the, uh, yeah, no question about it. Here were the. All of the Rams. Yeah. Here were the Bengal possessions, second half possessions, uh, possessions in the second half. So they get the big play. Uh, seventy-five yard touchdown. Uh, we can talk, we'll talk later about about the uh, the nine call. We'll talk about that when we get to Jalen Ramsey. So one play, seventy-five yards. Then eight plays, eleven yards. Three plays, negative three yards. Three plays, five yards. Five plays, negative two yards. Seven plays, twenty-four yards. In the last drive, five plays, twenty-six yards. So in essence, they did nothing in the second. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nah, the boys. The boys on defense said no more. No more. Yeah. We're done with you guys scoring. Yeah, it, I'm doing that. Yeah, that that, that no that, more. The Ram defense again, and I loved I loved how Raheem Morris mixed up his coverages. Like he, you know, we talked about the the, the overload, you know, that three man overload. But that was, I mean, they blitzed that time. They did. I did. They did an excellent job at time. They did some well timed blitzes. You know, they you, you saw him drop. You know, you saw him go to the traditional. You know, four man rushing. They he did a tremendous job mixing up his coverages. Uh, mixing to me, mixing up his defenses and, and really, you know, throwing Cincinnati's rhythm uh rhythm off um in that in that second half. Cincinnati, Cincinnati never got to that McVay knew was able to convey to defense team like how they everything like that right. He knew that we. Homeboy Taylor, Sean Taylor was there during the coaching staff. They had golf, right? Right. And that office was built on a certain type of way. And with that, within, within that mindset, that office and its ability to stretch the field was not a thing. And so it was 1000% acceptable and encouraged to take the check down. So what they knew was if they flooded because the Rams actually broke out the three-man line a lot earlier. Yeah, in the second quarter. It was late in the second quarter. Or they they had shown at any other time this year. And what that says to me is they knew if they flooded the back end. Um, What you Taylor was going to coach Burrow to check it down always, right? Right. And Burrow being young, 
And this is this is this is the debate that was going on in my head, and it was answered. I was like, "Well, what if Burrow's great? Burrow can still be great, but he's normal great. He's going to yep. go through the normal yep. progression of developing, right? Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm just adding words on, but special great, which is Tom Brady, Joe Montana, where that shit just comes out of nowhere. It's just like, how did he do that at right. this age and this experience? That shouldn't even be possible. Um, so, uh, so what the gamble is that Burrow would be able to see the holes back there. He would just be so locked into what the coach said. Yeah. Coach said, don't turn the ball over. Right. Check it out. And he did that. No. The entire game. But he of played course, the clean game. No, Burrow, Burrow played a clean game considering. He was no, no, no. Burrow, no, no. Burrow, here's the point. They, the, the defense is at the disadvantage when they have to think about what the offense is doing, right? The offense knows what it's doing, what it's have to do. The offense dictates the terms, and it's easier for the offense when you just do what the defense is giving you. They're dictating the terms. Yep. That's my point. The Rams defense, because they understood the offensive philosophy of the Bengals, they understood the ability of the quarterback and the offensive weapons around them. Amazingly talented as they are, but young and just don't know the game. That was the understanding the game Super Bowl. That really was. Um, the, all the, the, the intricacies of it. Um, and so and so in understanding that and, and knowing that, they knew they were able to surmise um, that uh, Burrow would not step out of that game plan. And that means they would be able to keep everything in front of them, which then means, real, that they could just continue pounding that offensive line from all angles. Because they were uh, never on their heels. No. No. Maybe there was like a quarter. Or half. Well, or I, I, well the key. No, here's like the Bengals were 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 about the, to step on their throat. Yeah, this game. Yeah, no, this game changed when. So when you go back to the first half, right? You go Stafford interception. All right, Bengals are in great shape going into halftime. I text you at thirteen ten. Immediate seventy five yard touchdown. They up seventeen thirteen. Interception on the next play from Stafford who um, threw the ball. Who. Um, Threw the ball somewhat behind the receiver. Ball gets tipped. Uh, t- the ball, uh, not tipped, but uh, they get an interception immediately. And it's and their defense, the Ram defense, held up, held holding them to a field goal at twenty to thirteen was big in that spot. That game could have got away quickly at seventeen thirteen. Twenty four. I, I, I be honest with you. I, if 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 Tennessee scored a touchdown at seventeen thirteen to make it twenty four thirteen, I don't think the Rams win the game. There's always a point in a Rams game, or at least definitely that late second half. Even in the game, I mean, they, of course, they won the other game. Um, in the playoffs, um, there's always a point in the game where that offense is going to give the game away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always been a point. We saw, yeah, we saw, yeah. Um, and there was a point like that. I kept nudging my, not nudging my brother because I was on the phone with him, but I keep going like, I'm like, see, see what's happening? Start that, that. See, see, yeah. it's happening, it's happening. And, um, you know, that defense just, that defense has just had to withstand that. And not only withstand that, but especially in a game like this, they just straight up imposed their will. Yeah. It didn't matter what the offense was doing. But Aaron Donald was on that side just being like, yo, 
please, when they were down four, just make a play. Yeah. We're stopping them. I just need y'all to make a play, any play. Um, Those yes. reactions to him were classic. Oh, yeah, man. No, yeah. They, they, were, they were. I mean, yeah, you can, you're watching the Super Bowl through the, through his eye, through his lens. You know, through the I said to my brother when they were down the goal line when the Rams were, I was like, yo, they should just give everybody down the ball. <laughs> just tell them about that. You want it? Here. Go get it, boy. Um, Speaking of that, speaking of the Ram offense, um, Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. Um, yeah. Now, I, if you're somebody, if you're somebody who has been pounding on Stafford for years upon years, okay, that's fine. He, you know, only two playoff appearances with Detroit. Uh, we know how roller coaster he could be, peaks and valleys. Inconsistent he could be. He could be spectacular at times. He could be horrible at times. But the bottom line is, they were in this game three years ago, and they scored three points. He was the difference between them winning the Super Bowl now versus when they did win the Super Bowl. They had a great – matter of fact, their, their defense played spectacular in that New England game. Golf was golf. So you take his team, took, his, took his team down, 15 plays, 79 yards, that's what that that is what a championship quarterback does. That I mean, we we know what golf, we know what not golf, we know what Stafford is. We don't we don't rank him at all time, but he did his job. Period. Yeah, his job. Yeah, at this point, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we think. He got a Super Bowl. Yeah, literally doesn't matter. And and like I said, he was the difference between them winning this year versus them losing uh, against New England because golf was horrible in that game. There's, there's just there isn't even a debate. There's not even a debate. There's nobody that can even engage in that debate. Uh, real or not, this this question was kind of answered today in the, at the Ram Parade. Uh, Aaron Donald is not going to retire. Like, I I know that was I know when he did the uh, pregame. Not not his interview in the pregame. When Michelle Tafoya comes out and says, you know, you know, this could be his last game, and he when when they did all the pregame stuff, talking to him over the course of the week and what have you, if if if, if they were to win it, and that kind of you know, that kind of lit the internet up a little bit. But I, I've never and I've never thought I never believed it. I, again, I know players are retiring earlier than ever now, you know, with the money and you know concussions, things of that nature. We've seen over the last decade a number of players retired in their, you know, early 30s. But I never – I that never was real to me. But, you know, it was a story. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's proved not real. Here, here's the here's, – here's, here's the here. – here. It was ridiculous from the start, but here's the thing. He's an all-world – he's an all-world, all-universe player. Right. Those guys don't retire early. No. Like that, like there are others, absolutely. Those guys don't retire. So that, that just, no, no, no. And, you know, by the way, he's been playing all this time in this relatively healthy, all the different things like that. And you don't think he wants to bask in the glory of being champion? Come on now. You know, I mean, the Rams might not be great, but they're going to be competitive next year. Right. Oh, why? The, why would he walk away? Why? That's right. insane. Yeah. All the money's gonna make. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like people, I gotta understand. Yes, all the physics, everything, but 
they've signed up for this and they've signed up for this since they've been children, right? Yep. So it's not only the dreams, just the financial and opportunities. You're not going to get that anywhere else. And so when you can do it at a high level, especially when, especially when you had, had, who had nothing to play, literally nothing to play for, literally nothing. He had done everything. Well, they don't. They don't retire. That's yeah. Well, especially true. now, especially when you haven't had any major injuries. Yeah. Nah, nah. Of, of note. So. Nah, nah, yeah. No, no more than don't retire. And even that, you got killed. You know, <laughs> dying on his way out the door. Uh, you know, more they just don't. That's they, they're not built that way. That's why they're immortal. Like the only that, so the only guy we saw basically retired at the top of his game. Uh, I mean, we saw there are two guys that come to mind: um, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And they both played for Detroit. No. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> they both played Detroit. Nope. This is Enough said. Yep. yep. And yep. of course, way, way, way back in the day, uh, yep. uh, Jim Brown. Yep. And he went. He went to go That's make. Movie. He went to go make movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because again. The financial opportunities to for make black movies, yes, to make movies. Sports was not the same. The no, financial incentive was no. Jim Jim Brown in twenty twenty two more profitable for Jim Brown. Yes, in twenty twenty two, Jim Brown doesn't retire. Jim Brown to leave the NFL to stay in the NFL. Right. Yes, Jim Brown doesn't retire in twenty twenty two. Period. Like, this is yeah. That's not even the same world. You're not talking yeah. about. Uh, going all in. So the Rams. Uh, we know that the uh, NFL is a copycat league with defenses and offensive concepts. You know, everybody you know wants to copy the Super Bowl winner. Um, I want to, I want to warn all thirty-one other franchises. Well, not all three, but there are going to be some teams that all, don't put all of us in this. Part. No, no, all everybody's not in this. Everybody's not in this, of course. But there are going to be a number of teams that try to replicate what the Rams just did in terms of going all in. Here, here's what I'll say. Um, be, be careful because what you have to realize is the Rams don't win. You still have to draft Aaron Donald. You still have to draft a Cooper Cup. You still have to draft a Jared Goff who became a valuable trade asset to get Matthew Stafford, period. And you have to hit on if – you, if, you if you're trading all these picks, you have to hit on the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth-round picks. No, nah, there's no if on that. There's no if on that. This is this is about the championship, and then they're gonna be horrible when that bill comes through. Ain't nobody hitting on no third, second, and third round picks consistently. No, but my point is, don't don't think that you can replicate what the Rams just did. Right. For most teams, most teams, the teams that should try to be going all in it are like uh, the no, Packers. I, don't think that, I think you're wrong on this point, real. I think I think you're overreaching just a little bit, just because like all you have to do is just name your team. You talking about your team, the Commanders? We don't want the Commanders to get get into this habit again. They are really bad. They are really bad. We should not go all in. No, we shouldn't no, go all in. They're really no. bad. You need to be a smart organization. You do right. You do. Yes, because that's my point. People, people. I know. I know. People take people take lessons like this, and you're absolutely accurate. This is the worry and the fear of the what the league will take lessons from that you can just buy a championship right that's yes but um but uh the the biggest the biggest piece of this is um 
just because you go, just pushing your chips all in. So this comes from a poker analogy, right? All in, right? Yeah. The idea is you have a really good hand and you want to maximize your value. So you're going to push all in. And that maximizing your value comes with a gamble because you don't know what the uh, if the player has a, a, a better hand than you, but you have a pretty good hand. So you're willing to risk it all. Right. That's the part that teams miss. That's what you're warning about. You can't go all in if you have seven deuce off suit. No chance of getting a straight, a full house, four of a kind. Like, you can't do that. A lot of these teams have really crappy starting cards. Right. When you have really crappy starting cards, you cannot go all in. You no. fold. That's what you do. You, you can't go on. You cannot go all in the if you don't have a that go all in have good hands to start with. Right. Good players, good organizational, uh, good coaches, good, da, 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 you know, all of that. Those teams can go all in. But here, here's the thing, too. Less need in that organization. It's not like they're just throwing darts. They know what the fuck they're doing, period. This is but this is like a there's a method to this madness. It's not like they just started going all in this year. This has been they've been they've been giving away draft picks for years, years upon years, and they've been consistently winning. So it's not like this wasn't like this. We just came up with this shit in 2021, and it just happened to work out now. No, this they they've been building towards this for years upon years upon years upon years. And they had enough, like to your point, they had enough foundational pieces to where they could, they could, you know, they could uh, execute it. There you go. Whenever teams do this, that's always their biggest mistake. That's always their biggest mistake. The, 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 the biggest part of this move by the Rams. And honestly, I'm on the fence. Like me right now, my age, my experience level, even still, I'm not sure I want my franchise to certainly take its future for one Super Bowl championship. I don't know if well, I... Oh, no, because you have a quarterback that's only like, what, 25 years old. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just taking all names. I'm saying my franchise, just whoever I root for, I'm not putting players in there. This, the philosophy is surreal. I'm attacking. Okay, I do okay. not know if I agree with that philosophy, if I've ever agreed with that philosophy. I, no, I, 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 I know. I, I don't. I, I fundamentally don't agree with it. No, I fundamentally don't. I, I still think you build through first round picks and and that what have you. I, no, oh. I, don't, I I fundamentally don't agree with it. Uh, Here's my, so my my point. My point in that is, it was successful for yes. them. Yeah. In this in this particular circumstance, I don't think this is a philosophy that can be copied. I, I, I agree. Really I agree with that. No, I agree with that. I mean, there's. I mean, again, this has happened. They're they're really the only team that's done it. Like, yeah. I don't even put I don't even put Tampa in that. But I know Tampa got some veterans. But the bottom line is, Tampa had a number of talented players before they got yeah. Tom Brady, and they had a number. Well, of I mean, talented that, that, that's the point. I mean, like Tom Brady. Yes, that, that was Tom. That, that's, yeah. not, that's a you know Tom Brady pay man enough. I mean, like right. Like, Aaron Rodgers going somewhere. You're not thinking about those. That there's nothing you're thinking about with those. Get them, and then you worry about everything else later. Right. Um, uh yeah, to your point. But um to your point, uh even the Stafford edition, you can't add Stafford if you don't have a McVay there. No. 
And you can't even ask Stafford if McVay's in those first couple of years head coaching with golf, right? right. Like McVay needed to go through some elevation evolution yep. in order for him to be the coach that could shift and adjust and stop stop Stafford from his own worst instincts sometimes. And honestly, stop himself from his own worst instincts with Stafford sometimes. Yep. Like McVay early on, I don't know if would have been able to do that. Right. Uh, uh, so what I'm saying is, is that um, even in even in this circumstance, there were so many variables. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a perfect storm of everything. They got the guys that they got obviously were talented players and they all bought in. Even, you know, Odell Beckham, like right. every, every, everybody, everybody bought into like, let's get this right now. And so, the reason Odell Beckham is willing to go there is because. Who was it? Donald called him up, I think, and said, come to L.A.? Uh, Von Miller called him up. Yeah, Von, Von Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah. Von Miller called him up and said, come to L.A. And at that in that particular point in time, him and Cleveland, who lets go of a top wide receiver in the middle of the season? <laughs> I want some bad Rams for that. I'm Cleveland for that to this day. <laughs> just, who else I'm glad my team was in the Super Bowl? I'd be so angry and hot at them. Why? Why would you do that, Cleveland? Why would you do that? Who does that? Um. So, again, these aren't circumstances that can be replicated no. No. over no. any period of time. So you're absolutely right. NFL team, don't know. This is not the lesson to learn from this, this game at all. Uh, Kyler Murray's riff with the Cardinals. Um, now, apparently, uh, they, he, wasn't, he's not, he wasn't happy that he felt like that they threw him under the bus after the playoff loss. There's all, there was also some talk that, you know, he's – immature that he doesn't take feedback doesn't take feedback well um i just like yeah 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 this this is a thing where this this is a situation to me where two things probably are true they probably did throw him under the bus but you know what when you put when you have one of the worst performances that's part of playing quarterback this ain't the right time. This ain't the time to be like they're pitching over you. Like, nah. No, not after that performance. Nah. No, 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 no. You don't get to just chuck a ball up in, <laughs> out in the end no. zone for picks it now. No. And no. talk no. about everybody being mean to me. No, no. Can't hear it. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Go I ahead. didn't. And the, here's my thing. When you, like, to me, oh. you're a young player who had a horrible performance. I didn't hear them. I didn't hear the coaches publicly shit on him. Nah, nobody. Um, per se. Nah. Nobody. Um, so I'm like, my point is like, what is what is your deal? Like you, like you're not you. No, I'm not. You, you're not. You haven't been in the league long enough to you're not you. No, like, you, you have you, like you you have not established yourself to be crying at the like you're not you're not Russell Wilson, Aaron Rod. Like you haven't been like you, you're a baby. Like what, what? What are we talking about here? Like you, what, what you, you, you're not, you're not buying the franchise. Well, hey, me, how about I'm not buying you right now? Like, like that's that's my that's, but that, when I when I first saw this, I'm like, who the fuck? Like, who the fuck is Kyler Murray? Like, what? Like, what has he done to justify being not trusting the franchise and and complaining? I'm like, dude, you got to the playoffs, cool. We know how talented you are, but like, shut the fuck up. Like, just get better. How about that? Hello. Oh, okay. Turn it over to me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was. I was done. 
Go ahead. Um, so I kept saying, you know, I'm blamed for this, right? And you kept ignoring me. So now I'm going to ask you a question. You know, I'm blaming for this, right? Who? Billy, in the process. Explain. <laughs> James Harden. And here's what I mean by that. Um, he's trying to be a mini Ben Simmons right now. And two different sports, right. two different circumstances. Or mini, you talk about mini James Harden, not Simmons. I mean Harden. Ben Simmons. He's trying to be like they were mean to me. Oh, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, gotcha. I know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you. No, I got you. I got you. Um, because when you incur, so this goes all the way back to the process. We're going to tank our franchise to get a talent. So automatically, when you do that, you say you are more valuable than the franchise. Right. So you already get them that. So you're more valuable than the franchise. Yep. Then Kyler Murray. So now let's swing it over to Kyler Murray, right? Um, Kyler Murray is a lot. Of, I'm not saying they gave, the, gave him the message you are the franchise because the NFL doesn't do that, which is, again, this is a key point that NFL players really need to pay attention to on this. You want to do what basketball players want to do, but you can't move as they want to move in this existing environment. You got to make change elsewhere before you can start talking all the same stuff they, they're talking about. So that's first of all, you're not just basketball, football, two different sports, two different entities of management. Um, so that that's number one. Um, the second the second piece of that is um, in with like fandom has has lost its mind with how we coddle our best players. We've lost our minds. We've lost yeah. our way, and 1, that is that is what it that is what it is. We've just lost our way. Here's what can't happen: the organizations can't lose it. They really can't. Because then you get caught up in situations like this. Was anybody shitting on Kyler Murray after that game? No. 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 <laughs> and definitely nowhere near or even ben, ben Simmons level. He didn't like comments that were saying. That's fine. Whatever. Um, the, the fact that, like, I didn't like where I blame Philly is in the ability of empowering their players to the point in time where they can bitch and moan and can get everything gifted towards them i.e i'm calling ben simmons freaking emotions all these times and so so players see things like that and that sets a precedent so that's why i'm blaming philadelphia what kyle murray is basically saying is my feelings were hurt and i was sad that we lost the game and because i was sad and hurt that we lost the game what I needed to hear was, it's not your fault, Kyler. This is your first game, Kyler. You'll be okay, Kyler. You're still the greatest thing ever, Kyler. And what he heard just around was, hey, Kyler, you didn't play so great. Hey, Kyler, you kind of melted down there. Hey, Kyler, why did you throw that ball out of his hole from your back, not identifying a receiver right into the defensive back's hand for uh, a pick six in a playoff game, Kyler, you can't do that stuff. So for the first time in his life, he is hearing you're not the greatest thing ever. Yep. And he took offense to that. Yep. And what I encourage the Cardinals organization to do is not not kowtow to that. It's not kowtow to that. Get better. Plain and simple. Yep. 
There's too many quarterbacks out here that will take your head off if you're not in the game. Now, can I get to like my conspiracy side of this? Go ahead. I think Kyler and the coach were partying before the game. That's why I'm going. <laughs> you gotta do a party for no. They look so out. Of, like <laughs> Coach Ed, quarterback looks so out of sorts. Like yo, y'all had to be doing drugs before the game, chilling. Like yo, I can't yo. Oh man, please, I was hoping that was the report that you said. They was out wilding out like before the game. Like they both look hung over and played and coached like it. Both uh, of them need to go on that time. Like, sit everybody down. We got our butts kicked. We embarrassed ourselves. We got to get way better. Yo, it's just that simple. Right that now, simple. comments like that and things like that do not make me worried about Tyler Murray at all. At no. Great. No. So, yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Like, yeah, nobody's going to be excited about your initial seven games. Nobody's going to get excited anymore. No. As you, as you, Achieving the NFL, the bar keeps getting raised high until it's the Super Bowl. Then yep. guess what? You got to do it again. And then guess what? You got to do it again. And then guess what? You got to do it again. So if this little bit of mental anguish is going to cause rifts, whew, I, I, that's, that's not quarterback energy I want any part of as a fan. You can keep that over there. No two ways about it. Uh, biggest disappointments. It's not Apple, and it's not close. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not close. It's not close. He got Apple. So, he sat throughout the whole entire playoffs, but he got just absolutely abused in this game. Yeah, he, he had a rough one, especially in the especially in the fourth quarter on that, la- on that last drive when they were like, you know what? you Eli Apple does play for Cincinnati, and we're going to. I was to- trying to explain to my brother. I was like, the Rams don't ever throw fades. Like, they don't throw those right. throws. Like, I was so, like, he's like, why are you so confused? That was the obvious match. I was just like, they don't make those. And he was like, you see who's on, right? I was like, yeah. you're, right. you're yep. so right. You do. Yeah. do. When Eli Apple's on you one-on-one and you're Cooper Cup and you staff, you see that, you go to that every time. Damn, you practice it or not. We going. We we doing this. Yeah. Because this is easy money. Yeah. It, it, and it was. And the thing about it is, man, when you get um, – well, no. Here's oh, here's another reason why he's one of the biggest disappointment. His biggest disappointment, besides his his performance in the Super Bowl, you can't sit up here and because when they beat uh, Kansas City, he was talk he was talking all the shit, all the shit to the Kansas City Chiefs. Not pretty well on that game either, but okay. Oh no, no, exactly. But he, but but you know, his team, the team won, and he, you know, he, he was talking all the shit. Yeah, daddy at mouth. These guys don't. These guys don't learn. You wait till you actually win the championship to go all in and talk shit. Like, like these guys just don't learn. Like you, like you had to your to your with your team. Your, um, you had Kansas City talking mad shit before they after they beat y'all, and then they lose a home game to Cincinnati. Like these, they just these guys just don't learn. They are so so in the moment, so ready to get on Twitter and what have you and Instagram and go back and forth. Like yeah, you can't talk shit and then get lit up and then get lit up in the Super Bowl and then on top of it, you they will be showing that play forever. You live in infamy. That play will be you. The the game winning touchdown cast was caught on you. That that they will you will see that a zillion times over the course of the next thirty years. 
So that's, there's no escaping that. There's none. Um, Jalen Ramsey had a rough, rough day. Um, if if it's not for Eli Apple, and if it's not for them, for Cincinnati losing the game, for uh, Cincinnati losing the game for the Ram defense, Jalen Ramsey would have been the goat of this game because he, yeah, he got he got to, he got toasted a couple times. Um, that touchdown. Now, I want to get back to an earlier point about the non call on the uh, face mask. The reason why it wasn't called was Jalen Ramsey's own fault. And I, I, it was an equipment thing. Jalen Ramsey wears a shield on his face mask. So when, um, who's the receiver? T. Higgins. When Higgins went to, like, glanced his hand over his face mask, if that shield is not there, then he probably grabs, he probably he probably grabs the face mask. And, that, that play, that, and, and then it becomes an obvious one. The, the referee definitely throws the flag. Black, because he probably jerks his head. That's Jalen Ramsey's fault. Like that, that, like they weren't in in a game where plays move so fast. I can see the referee missing that call from that standpoint. But yeah, he had a rough, rough game uh, for Ramsey, who who, who we know, um, who we know could take some chance, takes chances, uh, and almost. I mean, he almost took a bad, took a bad chance on that last drive where Chase had the big play uh, at the at the beginning of that drive. So rough day for Ramsey. Uh, the Super Bowl MVP vote now. Here's the thing: before you, before people, you know, say I'm hating on, on Cooper Cup, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm not even going. I'm not even going to go to Cup versus Donna. We, we've already discussed that. I want to go with the fucking process on how they actually go about voting. Well, it's by it's, the third it's quarter, insane. Right? It's insane. Right? So, Is it about the third quarter? No, 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 no. It's it, no. So there's two things. Number one. Fans have a twenty five percent have twenty five percent of the vote, which is insane. It's insane. A fan, fan it's one thing the Pro Bowl, the All Star game, a, a MVP vote of a Super Bowl. The fans have zero part of that, so they have twenty five percent of the vote. The second thing is they stop voting before the uh, two minute warning in the fourth quarter, which was a major problem because Aaron Donald made like. Mad plays in the and Cooper Cup had a t- well Cooper Cup had a touchdown, but they in, inside not inside but before that he, his touchdown came right before that. Well, no, a little bit after that. It was after two minute warning. So you missed you missed the most you missed three of the most important plays in the whole game. You missed the Cooper Cup touchdown if you did the, took the voting before that, and you missed two dominant plays that Aaron Donald made to clinch the game. You can't like. It doesn't. It's not hard. Like wait till the whole fucking game is over. This is a Super Bowl. It's not the All Star game. This is a Super Bowl. Wait till the game is over to vote and keep it moving. So that that whole format process needs to be just just thrown away. And like like you can't you, the fan thing. Just, when I found about that, I was like, that's in, that is that, <laughs> what are we what are we doing here? Your points are valid, and the both of those things. Need- but there's also another underlying. What was it? Into attention. Um, the I'm trying to figure out how not to say this in such an inflammatory way. So I'll just simply say it. Say it this way: offense outranks defense. Oh yeah, easily. Know how to appropriately gauge the impact? No, I'm not just. I'm saying fundamentally, everyone who is looking at games, measuring games, talking about games, have fundamentally lost the ability to appropriately measure defensive impact versus offensive impact. 
Right. It's quite simply easier to look at the the printout. Say Cooper Cup has two touchdowns, MVP has the touchdown MVP. Right. What does quarterback pressure mean? How does that how is it defined and how is that how does that impact the game? Right. You can't answer those questions, then there's no way defensive players are being voted MVP. Yep. So that all your other points, you're 100 percent right, and that will play itself out several times in MVP voting with offensive players, probably quarterback versus a skill position, another skill position um out there. Um it might rear its ugly head in that way. But in terms of a defensive player getting voted the MVP, we gotta think we gotta rethink how we judge defense so that we give them their appropriate amount of respect so that they can be seen on equal footing as the offense and even have people looking their way and being able to digest their statistics. Yeah, no question about it. Um, because like we get you have to be you have to be a more sophisticated viewer yeah. of the game. Than to just look at sacks like that. That like, I, I, like it's just. I mean, that's not in. Aaron Donald had a couple of sacks, but that that his impact goes way beyond any sack number or tackles. Like no, like in that, the, the, the thing that, that pissed me off about him not winning. The, hold on, hold on. He's a defensive tackle. Right. Never going to be sacks. No, exactly. No, no, exactly. Or they're never going to be high tackle play, high tackle players. That's for linebackers. Here um, is where we need it. Honestly, this is where commentary people talk outside. This is actually where we needed people to lift this up outside of just the regular BS that they talk about. We needed people to uplift how impact. Everybody says Aaron Donald's the greatest. But very few people talk about why he's the greatest, right? How he impacts the game, yep. and definitely we don't talk about that at the volume of Aaron Rodgers and his four interceptions throughout the year, right? We yep. definitely don't talk about it at oh. that volume. So there, it's a whole engine that gets Aaron Donald to that MVP vote that, that he just didn't have because he's a defensive tackle, right? The system's racist. It's defensive tackle racist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess the, the biggest problem I had with him not winning it was the fact that, to me, the defense was the reason why he won the game. And, no, yeah. like, nobody – there was no – like, the, the, the before uh, before that first interception, before the first interception, Stafford was headed, like, runaway because Stafford was – he was Stafford was playing out of his mind the first quarter and a half. He really, like, he really was before that before that pick. Like he was, he started out like eight for nine and it was like eleven for thirteen. So I thought like Stafford was going to be a runaway, but then you know that interception happened and Stafford was okay. Yes, yeah, Stafford. Stafford became Stafford. Yeah. So at that point, like no one offensively on either team stood out. Is it is. To me, it's a tad bit depressing, real, because of this year he could win MVP. No year, no year. Yeah, that a defensive player's right. Win. No year. That dude in this year in that game can't get MVP. I don't know what player. Right. Yeah. No. No. I, no. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't even think it's a thing. I think we could probably say defense. We could retire MVPs for defense unless they start splitting it. Offensive MVP of the game, defensive MVP of the game. Unless they start doing something like that. Otherwise, um, you know, outside of like Larry Brown, you know, my, right. I'm not saying there's ne- there's never a chance a defensive back doesn't pick a couple 
of touchdowns to go to the house. But how likely is that? Right. I right. like something like or, that. Or, or if you play like with Baltimore Ray Lewis, you play you play on an all time great single season right. defense that gets rewarded, and that's what happened in that game. We got rewarded. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. But Ray Lewis is Ray Lewis is great. And Ray Lewis was a beast. Yeah, he was a beast in that game. Yeah, no, he was a beast in that game. Not only that, but his personality radiated out, too. Aaron Donald's not that type of – he's not a character. No. He just destroys offenses. That's what he does. Right. Um, You know, which should be enough, but that's – again, that's where we need other people because it's much easier to talk about, um, honestly, even a linebacker than an interior defensive lineman. Right. You it's know, not, everybody's it's not a sexy. I mean, it's not yeah. a sexy defensive position like linebacker, or cornerback. Like from nah. that standpoint, nah, yeah. you know what the defense, the, the defensive tackle needs a Lawrence Taylor. I think Lawrence Taylor opened the door. No, that's not true. Linebackers are always a glamour position in the film. You talking about Lawrence Sapp? You talking about Lawrence Sapp? I would say yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now I was thinking Lawrence Taylor opened it up for. MVPs for the linebackers, but the linebackers always been a glamour position, so that's why I'm saying scratch that point. Warsap is a really good one. That's a good one. That's a good point. I don't know if I have a point anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, one, I left one person off that could have been uh, could have been the biggest disappointment. Not on a you know a, a, a nominee, a nominee. I had <laughs> some of you might not know his name, but I'm sure when when this happened, a lot of people knew his name. Vernon Hargraves. Know who that is? No, have no clue. So that's exactly. So when <laughs> when uh, when Stafford threw the interception at the uh, in late in the second quarter, they got a penalty for uh, excess celebration. The reason. Oh, why that, that yes. was homeboy. Oh that was that, your cousin. That, yes. The dude that ran on the field. I, I, I called my brother. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> no, 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 boy, off the field." Yo, celebrate, boy. Yo, yeah, I, yo, I hope they cut him that second, <laughs> and then made him take a bus home. Yo, how dare you? If you don't sit up. <laughs> Over by craft services and eat that cheese and watch the game. Woo! I'm telling you, you could have, yo, you could have easily, you could have easily, you could have mistaken him for a fan that came out the stairs. I'm like, yo, who, who is this? Dude? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like. I I don't. I would have been restrained. <laughs> I, I would. I just out of lost my mind. I can't even handle the thought process. You non-playing <laughs> mofo. This is the effing Super Bowl. <laughs> what what are you doing? And by the way, that nobody was nobody in the history was, of ever has ever done this. No, ever. What ever. is your problem? And by the way, that was a that was a key penalty because they, that that drove them back to the ten yard line. You got a great field goal kicker. Maybe you can get inside. You know. Yeah. That I mean that 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 was a key penalty yeah. in the game that was close. Remove him from my sight. Get him away <laughs> before I go to jail. It's that simple. Get him away. You know, but I can't see him ever in life ever again. Ever again. He doesn't exist. <laughs> oh man, Vernon Hargraves. It's a fight on sight for real. It's a fight on sight. <laughs> you try to cost me Super Bowl, I'm gonna kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, you know everything we risk. 
to get here? <laughs> you lost your mind. Oh, your man. Mind. Oh, that guy. Get him out of here or I'm going to jail. That was his <laughs> That was his day. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was yeah. a bad one. That was a bad yeah, one. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting. I wonder what his career trajectory looks like after this. <laughs> uh, probably. I do. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he would be How this young man will uh, Practice squad? Maybe practice squad somewhere. Um, How about this? All of that was viable. But can I trust that you're going to keep your ass on the bench? Is <laughs> your practice squad player? I <laughs> right, care about you in any shape, form, or fashion. So the fact I'm being dead honest, the fact that I have to think about that as a coach, no, you're not on my team. No, nope. the fact that I have to think those thoughts that a practice squad player might run off the bench. Uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, next. Was the legend of the professors, right? Who, like, if you, if your pages was, if they would even read your, uh, your essay, if it was so many pages long, they would feel the weight and just be like, F, throw it down. That's a legend that I heard. Like, yo, for real, a practice squad player did what? I have to worry that he's going to get a penalty. A practice squad player. I have to worry about he's going to get a penalty. Bye. But yeah. that is not something I am putting anywhere near my worry. Nope. Nope. Got enough worries as a head coach. Um, that was so crazy. That's not talked about enough. You should have put that in um, in uh, loser of the week. Oh, yeah. If, I, if that category, he would be, yeah, uh, number yeah, Uno number one. Uh, off, off-season storylines, uh, Aaron Rodgers' next destination. Um the Packers apparently have said that they are going to come close to spending at the cap is and try to go somewhat all in. So, it, you know, this, I, so according to Aaron Rodgers, basically, and he said this, you know, weeks ago that this decision is not going to take as long. It's not going to be dragged out over uh, the course of the offseason. They're trying to figure out what happens with Devontae Adams. Right. So you can't just take his sweet ass time because Devontae Adams is tied to what he's going to do, and other teams are going to be poking around and trying to get him. And then there's no reason if you're Aaron Rodgers and you were on the fence to come back to Green Bay, and then Devontae Adams walks out the door. So you need to make your decision, right, in a fair amount of time, so that Devontae Adams has an adequate. If you choose not to come back, he has an adequate amount of time to survey the free agent market. Right, or they choose to. At least that's what a good teammate would do. We'll see. Right? Yeah, we'll yeah we'll see. Um, Russell Wilson possibly being traded. I know they said that they. I know they've already said at the beginning, at the beginning of the off season, or at the beginning, at the end of the season, that the band is all coming. The band, the being all the band back. Wilson, sure. Carroll, and, and Snyder, but sure, but and bring them all back. But I uh, do believe they do not know what they're doing. Really. They don't. Yeah, I do believe it. So sure, bring them all back. None of us are scared at all. No, no. I think that that we know that time has passed. But this is something that listen. He's going to be. You know, they're going to be a number of teams that are going to be making those calls. Um, I like. 
if you see again, if I if I were running Seattle, we need to put that in place right now so Russell Wilson doesn't walk out that door. Like Russell, trust us. We're get we're on the phone. We're getting um uh Sean Pay- Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. because because what has been very clear is Pete C- Carroll is a defensive minded coach, right? And this transition to being fully quarterback dominant has been a struggle to figure out how to build around. Yep. Um, this is one of those cases where I'm like, yeah, they need a new young offensive mind at that head coaching position or an offensive genius as in Sean Payton. I mean, that's, that's not right. even a question. But in lieu of that, then they need a new offensive young. That's what Russell Russell was looking around, looking at all these that makes sense. And he's looking at what they're doing and going, I feel like we're behind the times here. Yep. I feel like this is me. And, the, and I mean, we've said this for a number of years. That's, that's, I mean, hey, this is no secret. This feels like a team relying on my unique offensive skill set in lieu of actually de- designing some things that confuse the defenses. So I think that's what the, I think, I think if management, management, the owner, let's keep it real. Like literally, the picture at the Super Bowl was of Russ sitting next to Roger Goodell. Yes. Talking his ear off, right? Yeah. Like that's the level. So we're only talking about the owner. Like that, like let's stop playing games. There's only one level with Russell Wilson. The owner needs to assure him they're going to get a new voice in there that is going to benefit him as a quarterback. If not, he's gone. And they should trade him because they don't know what they're doing with him. No. So, if Pete, yeah, Pete Carroll there, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, I mean that that listen, that time, listen, they had a great run. What that, a great offseason it would be to have Russell Wilson. Uh, uh, it would be, yeah. Yeah, it would. That yeah, would. That'd be uh, Imagine like they both came over to AFC. Oh my God. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be wild. That that would be wild. <laughs> that that would be wild. As if the AFC needs any more quarterbacks. No, no, we, no. we need. We need to, the NFC needs. The NFC needs. Just stay over there. Rogers to stay I, in I just needed to say that before you said it, and I would have a heart attack. Uh, I just need to say, it, put it out there. Please, no, don't let that happen. No, <laughs> please, not. My heart can't take that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm getting too old for this. Uh, questions for Sap. Did Cooper Cup just have the greatest? Season ever for a wide receiver. I thought about that one. I did. I did. Um, I think the answer is yes and no. I am a hesitant fan of Cup. I think he's an excellent route runner. I think he is a. I think he is a. I was thinking about it. He's a better developed Russ Walker. That's 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 where that's where that's why I was kind of sliding sliding him into. Um, there is Cooper Cup will never ever ever be confused for Randy Moss ever nope. ever be confused for Calvin Johnson. No, nope. ever ever be confused with Jerry Rice. Come on now. Nope. So so let's let's slow down this point. Break for a second. 
But in terms of like a singular season, statistically, right. it was an awesome season. Right. So, yeah, he wins the crown. He wins the triple crown. He finishes third in MVP voting, wins the Super Bowl MVP, and has one of the great postseason statistically of all time. It is, it is an awesome, awesome season. Yep. It was absolutely, I said this all, is absolute, it was absolutely Stafford and Cup's year. It was absolutely their year. It was absolutely their year. I think the drive in the third quarter was a microcosm of what I think about Cup. I think that Cup can get open at any moment. Yep. I do believe that. And I like him making tough catches. Cup cannot take the consistent pounding no. of a dominant number one receiver. As no. you saw, by the end of that drive, he's about dead in that end zone. Um, so, so uh, statistically, and this is the thing, I just have to look up every other comparison. Remember, but that, only, that, the, 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 only guy, the only guy, the only guy, the only guy winning is right, Jerry Rice. So you yeah. got to look at one of these Jerry Rice seasons, and, and yeah. that's, He's the only yeah. guy that that he that's in the conversation. Yeah, but you also have to look at the extra game. You have to look at per game averages. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. got to dive into no. We, we like right. that's a that's a great hot topic to say. Right. But if you really want to talk about it, you got to have the actual stats to back it yes. up over a period of time, and like oh, not over a period of time, but like um, equate what was going on in that season to what's yeah. going on in this season and everything. Well, yeah, it you got that one is the 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 is like the era and is, one is the seventeen. It matters. It yes, does. It does matter. It does it matter. Matters. Yes. So now let's look at that over a sixteen period. Let's look at the average per game of receptions. Let's get average per game of receiving yards. Let's get the average per game, dive per game of touchdowns. Um, but touchdowns per, you know, then we can't go into right. how many third down conversions, da da da, everything like that. Out of like the three big loud buckets, given the extra game, he had he's had a, the greatest statistical season of all right. time. But that's a lot of caveats. So that is a lot of caveats. That's why I think that's a deeper question. That the eye test real says no to me. No, I've no. seen great wide receiver season. The eye test says no. No. Yes. No, I mean the better, the better, the, the better statement. The numbers, statistical thing. Right, he's had the most. He he. All right, the better the better statement would be he. There's like for a single season, he accomplished more than any other receiver. The most accomplished receiver for a single season. I like that. I agree. With that that like that, that. that would be the better like one and the fairer like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start throwing around the word grazers, it just there's a yeah, lot. That's a, yeah, right. Yep. There's just a lot that goes into that. Yep. Team to watch in 2022. Yeesh. I mean, since I just saw them, the Bengals. Bengals? Yep. If, are they? Because the Bengals were early this year. They were early. early. They were early. early. That by, by, they're just early. I'm like, who are these guys and why are they here? They're early. They'll be right on time next year. Now, does this L hurt them or does it help them? Right. Do they mature as a team? Do their superstars mature as individuals? Do they mature as play callers, head coaches, all the different things with expectations mounting? That's that's the thing. That's the thing. And my team had to go through this this year. The changes in expectations matter. 
They yes, do. they do. Now, Murray's point, why isn't everybody just kissing my butt anymore? Because the expectations have changed. They've changed. It's now we expect more of you. Yep. We will expect more of the, the Bengals. Now, if you say a non-playoff team, oh, it's San Diego, and it's not even close. Yeah. You mean, the, you mean L.A. Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Oh, God. L.A., you're right. Yeah. I'll never be used to that. No, yeah. The L.A. Sure. The L.A. Chargers. Yes. The L.A. Chargers. Sure. <laughs> I can't handle that name. Um, but, yes, not like that. that is the one that has um, my spider senses tingling on that team. My well, we know, we know. Obviously, see, they have, a, they have a great quarterback. I, I can see yeah, if, they don't, if they don't live up to expectations, that then we know Sean Payton will be the next head coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, I'm not putting any of the big teams into this at all. Um, so all of those there, and then of course, if Aaron Rodgers not on the Packers, whatever team Aaron Rodgers, whatever team, on. yes, yep. It literally doesn't matter what team, whatever team you saw, will be will be the one to watch in twenty twenty two because at that point essentially you will be all in. Now yeah. the expectation is, and that's always what happens with a change of scenery. Now the ex now this new scenery doesn't care about everything you did for Green Bay. No, it doesn't care at all. No. So now the expectation actually is, yeah. You need to come in here and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you kind of do. Well, they'll, it'll be it'll be similar to it'll be similar to James Harden from a standpoint of you got your way. Yeah, produce. Yeah, yeah. Now you need to come in and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You do. That's the expectation, sir. That is, and you had Green Bay that will coddle you after you lost in the championship game or the division. No, excuse me, the divisional round. Um, they would call you. They'd say, oh, everybody just be okay. And life is so good for you. And we love you. And please don't leave. They would do that. This right. new place won't do that. No. No. What um, What were your thoughts on the uh, halftime show? Not a good look for 97 hours, sir. I, I heard other fans that were good with what they saw right um from a nostalgic perspective yeah i would question those fans love hip-hop um and i'll put that mildly uh what i would say was it was the poppiest pop version <laughs> of hip-hop that could be produced. And it's, it was for the Super Bowl. So what did I expect? Right. And so at, in the end of the day, it's exactly what I expected. But I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh, these are my elders. And this is exactly like watching my 60-year-old cousins do stupid stuff. We're <laughs> <laughs> too old for this. Just <laughs> at a certain point in time, we just are. No 50, no club, no, 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 no club. nope, 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 past the days, the days are gone. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was actually when Dre sat down and started playing piano, I was like. That was hot, that actually was dope, that, that was dope. That was the, that's mature, that's, that's the vibe I'm in right now, growing up with this music, that's the vibe I'm in. 
because that doesn't the what I saw doesn't reflect what that music was at the time it came out. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so sure. But it wasn't even nostalgic for me. It was just honestly, if I had to use a harsh word, I say it was just for like multi-millionaires and billionaires up there. It was just a little, it was kind of sad. Kind of sad. And lazy. A little sad and lazy um, to me. So here's the thing. I I had this fear going into it in terms you of... You did. You were on this. You were on this. I was like, oh, whatever. I was like, I was like, it. Now I was like my uh, thing, I here's my like thing. It. This is too many... <laughs> I, don't, right. I, I, like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I say I it's too many acts. It's too yeah. many. I, I, am a, I like the traditional one at most two acts. And let, 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 I mean, let me just see... Rest in peace. Let me just see. Let, let Prince do his thing. I would have been fine with let Kendrick Lamar do his thing. I don't need like five, six people like Nah be because it then it then is too much. Then like to your point, it becomes like a jukebox. Like no, I like I, I love Mary. All the waters on there except Eminem. I fuck with, with the exception of Eminem. Um, I fuck with over the course of my lifetime. But Nah be it was too it was too much and too choppy and just like and then and then the, the 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 thing that even pissed me off oh my god and i probably shouldn't even look at the comments and twitter oh man, when you start talking about best halftime performance ever and just i was like like stop please stop stop please please and people were gushing over it and i was like no no, and this is not even old man talk to me. I was just like, no. What, what? These the people, yeah, people are saying we are, we are, we're, we're all old people. Open. Like I get why people are saying that because there's there's rarely a certain type of representation, right? At the halftime show, so I get it. I get why people are excited about that. Yes, I do get it. For me, that's not how I want to see. That's that's just not how I want to see the type of music that I like represented. To be honest with you, though, real, I was thinking as I was sitting there, I was like, Mary, Mary's the play. Like for a Super Bowl, I think the Super Bowl, if to be lack of tact in the way that I'm going to say this, um, Super Bowl is more singing, not rap. I, I don't think I don't think hip hop is designed for a Super Bowl halftime show. To be honest, I actually I I agree with that. I actually agree. Yeah, I do. I actually agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, even hearing the word NWA, I'm like this that this just it just doesn't go to this doesn't go with this. No, it it depends. <laughs> like so I I so okay. So to your point about the hip hop rap only somebody like only somebody like Kendrick because Kendrick is a is a performer he's beyond Kendrick, just being a rapper Kendrick's, Kendrick's the one he would he's be the, the one Kendrick could absolutely. do absolutely. it absolutely absolutely he's exceptional yes absolutely which is why he's yeah exactly he was a, the only one that was up there Trey I know the connection I know all that but um Big Sean wouldn't have been up there for example <laughs> as, no. as, as the no. uh no. As the, if you want to call that like the dream team comparison to Christian Leitner, no, like like uh 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 uh, uh let's say um you know I can't I can't even go with like a not like a Nas would even do like that's not even a thing you would even think about doing no um, uh like uh, uh Lil Wayne that let's say Lil Wayne's too Shaq for for the for a halftime show can't do that. <laughs> 
can't do that. Yeah. So, um, I think Kendrick is as close as you get to a performer who can perform to the level that is still not just sell his absolute soul right there on stage to water down the performance as much as possible to make it as palpable as possible for people who don't normally consume that type of music. Ooh, that was that was very political. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I just there was also comments that it was too sexual for performance. So that's why you have you have you just have way too many people watching that. That right. have no concept of what's going on with that type of music, with that type of music, with 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 hip hop. Um so it's just like you'll never ever like no. That just isn't a venue, in my humble opinion. Yeah, no. I, I, put Julio up there every year. And have him. <laughs> it's a dangerous month. Rap dangerous month. Oh, cool. Do the to quit. That's going. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. You know the stuff that's played at uh at the you know at um Granny's house at the barbecue. <laughs> you know <laughs> the things that that that's the halftime show. All right, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, it you know it it like I said it didn't. That's halftime hip hop is what I should say. It was just like, yeah, I I wasn't impressed. I I'm good if if, if you never if they never do a halftime show like that where it's a bunch of artists of any genre. I don't want to see a bunch of acts. No I, I mean, you can do it well. You can do it well. It just needs to be done well. But just. For that, for like, so here's what I mean. Like, like, producer, a good producer can produce anything with the right set of talent. Right. Here's what happened. Dre was supposed to be the through line, but honestly, to your point, what they did was just get the biggest names of an era. Yes. There was no cohesiveness to no. that. No. I looked at, like, Surreal, what was that set? What was the set? Was I don't. The set? I have no idea. That, that shit looked like something out of a, uh, That's what I'm talking about. I don't we, know. There's no clue. What? What I was know. I looking at? I don't know. I didn't even understand why I was looking. I'm like, what is this set? What are we know. doing? Yeah, I don't know what that set was. I don't. I, no, I, yeah. it can be done. But man, it's gonna be had have to be at a very at a much more higher quality than that if you're gonna even attempt it. But to your point, it probably shouldn't be attempted. No, that's the thing about yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. It, no, it should. Yeah, that it just yeah. Just don't try it. Just don't do. Just don't do it. Just don't. Just don't do it. Well, I think because I think it's two. I think I think it's two different concepts. I think what the NFL wants and what their partners want is kind of the Super Bowl halftime show to be the background music and to bring in the casual viewers, right? Like that's why they're at the park. Right? They don't care about football. They're there for commercials and a halftime show. So keep that energy. That I'm fine with that energy. But what we're saying is when you bring in our style, then that doesn't match that type of energy. That's not just background. Dre 
and Snoop at their apex were not background music. I'm not just having that playing in the background while I'm chilling. No. So that's how I was like, I just I think the energy that they want and the artists that they get have to match. And when it's a bad match, and you ID this very early on, there's not there's not a lot of ways in which they can recover. Because the NFL isn't about putting on music shows. That's not what they do. But they coordinate every part of Super Bowl weekend. Every part of it. Every part of it. So these the people who've never ever produced music in their life are giving notes. To, to artists that have, been, that have been doing this for 40 years. Right. 30 years. So, that's what I mean. It can be done, but it needs to be at a high level. It would be a professional choreographer of concerts, of sets of music to bring whole things in, and artists who play off of each other well. Now, getting back to your one of your original points, the cohesion. It's about the cohesion. Like, this is... I, to, uh, to you as Even in their prime, were all those artists ever on one track at one time? I don't know. There you go. No. That's, your That's your answer. No. That's your answer. So even in their own, even in their apexes, in a genre and a style that would be conducive to all their performance, they were not. They were not all ever on a track at one time. No. For a reason. Dre <laughs> yeah. knows that's not a mix. He's not bringing all the men and saying, "Give me your best," and then we, I'm gonna make this. No, you know you can't put you know, what? You can't put all that together. That's crazy. No, no. Mary J. Fifty Kendrick Eminem. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Figure out that song for me, please. Yeah, I can't. No. So. You you were 100% accurate on this one, like 100%. Uh, a lot of people, and again, my expectations of the Super Bowl commercials are not as high as they once were. I understand. Wait, real quickly, real. I'm actually kind of interested. Who's your team to watch in 2022? Oh, my team to watch in 2022. Hmm. Not Cincinnati. I I want. I'm very interested to see Baltimore. That is interesting, Mike. And because, no, the reason why I think, I know John Harbaugh is a very good coach. I like like Lamar Jackson. You get rid of the defensive coordinator. Like, what? So, I'm I'm curious, like, what is the, like, what direction is this going to go in? I'm very, like, they should be good and they're a well-run organization, but they're kind of in that, Mm. They're kind of like they're, to me where Seattle was at a few years ago. This is a pivot point. It's a very important year for that franchise moving forward. Even though Lamar Jackson is, is, is younger than what Russell Wilson was even years ago, but still. It's a they very, have maxed out this version of Lamar yes, Jackson. Yes. They have yes. maxed it out. We've seen the ceiling of it. We have. Right. We see the ceiling, and now teams are now starting to counterpunch. And that counterpunch means your quarterback can't make it through a season. No. So, got to figure something else out. Yeah. Could not be more accurate on that one. So, I'm fascinated to see what – and, they're, again, that division, that's a, you know, that's a brutal division. Um, the AFC is brutal in general. 
So it's not like you're not you're not getting a breather. At all, and you gotta like, yeah, you they, they have to take the next step. That that uh, in terms of the evolution, like to your point, in terms of the evolution of the offense, they I have to see something else. Like I, I got, where, what is your counter move offensively? As a, from a, from a philosophical standpoint, what's the counter? You know, Oh yeah, that, I mean that goes out. Yeah, you yeah, that goes out saying like you yeah, like yeah, you got it. You, you got yeah, yeah. that in singular talent long enough. You, yeah, you no, they've written that. Game. They've written that to it. Like you got MVP. You got to you got to now. Now you got to because I believe that he, you know, he. I think he can be just the ultimate weapon. He like. He's shown you he's improved. He improved as a passer this year. He really did. He took a step as a passer in the games that I saw. You're absolutely right. Now you need to give him the weapons to go along with his skill set. Yeah. So you can really explode. Yeah. And like the potential, like if 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 they do it correctly, the potential for that offense is just insane. Because that that I mean. Just the uh, what they can do to a defense as far as with the running game and like just having to worry about him and his legs. Like it, it, I mean, you just there's no defense for it. You if give that, him, you give Lamar a version of a Hill and a Kelsey, um, yeah. combo. Right. Not saying exact talent skill level because that's crazy. But even like pro bowl um, caliber. But, but like yes, exactly. I don't know how you stop that. I right. Don't. Right. Oh, and I don't want it to happen because I have no clue how you stop that. <laughs> like at all. Like because that's not even taking into account the devastation that that um uh play not play action fake. Um the run pass the RPO would have right the run pass option, yes. Yeah. It'd be devastating. It'd be devastating. It'd just be devastating. So yeah, so, that's yeah. That is a, that'd be a but like very, like like a downgrade, but still equal like just equally as devastating for that would be like a Diggs, um uh what's our tight end's name? Uh, Dawson Knox combination. Right. So just, just a that that would be like a downgraded skill level. Diggs is not as talented as Hill. Knox is not talented as um Well they have all they I mean Andrews is a big it's a great combo. Right. So having that type of like you said, Pro Bowl caliber talent. Oh my goodness! I mean, you you have the tight end, like you have the hard. It's, to me, it's hard. Right. It's hard to find a tight end and a quality right. tight end and as a receiver. Right. That's, fair. That's fair. You're right. You're right. I am discounting Andrews. Yeah, Andrews is a beast. Andrews is a true. Right. Is a beast. So right. just, just I, get the, I, I I'm not fond of his athleticism, but right. in that offense he works. He's better. reliable. Yes, right. he's consistent. Right. He's right. consistent. You're right. You're right. They just need to like then a Pro Bowl, one Pro Bowl. Wide receiver and a viable number two. Yes, and that offense is off to the races. Right. Honestly, a number one wide receiver takes that thing to the next. Oh yeah, no, they they would. Yeah, I mean that again. That it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. In one ways, you know, Cincinnati and Baltimore, annoying position to be in because they're glaring weaknesses, but it's such obvious, right? Baltimore knows what it needs to do to go get better. Get that 
get that talent on that that wide receiver. It's gonna be hard to get it, but you get that that elevates your offense. Um, Cincinnati, you got to get that offensive line fixed. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's easy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it's gonna be hard because I did find it, but you have to do. You know what, and that's gonna elevate your offense. So they're hard problems to have, but at least you know what the thing to do to elevate the thing. To elevate your offense inside the ball. Not talking about the defense. We're just talking about the offenses. I'm also curious, uh, before you go here, uh, San Francisco with the Trey Lance. I'm, I'm curious to watch that that because that's, that's Shanahan's guy. That's, that's his guy. It's going to be his guy. That's a good one. That, that's a good one. That's a great one. I have that. Is, I can't tell if that situation has been mismanaged or not. Right. So I, I'm just gonna be fascinated to see. I'm just gonna be fascinated to see. Because if I'm if I'm the general manager, if I'm no, if I'm the owner, like, and I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, Crocky was looking at McVeigh before the year, saying like, "Look, this is your guy. We traded million, we we traded picks, and Jared Goff, who who you thought was your guy for Stafford, you better win." Like this, this is just on you now. It's not. I don't hear about. I don't want to hear in the off season that Stafford is not the guy, or like you said, golf wasn't. This is your guy. So if I'm the owner of San Francisco, I'm saying to because uh, eventually, of course, they're gonna get rid of Jimmy Jimmy G. Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan is your guy. This is your guy. This is on you. Without so he better be good. Without no, 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 no. You have to. Make him good. Not yeah, just you good. Have make, you, have yeah, make, you have to make him right. Yes, you have to make him good. Exactly. Yes, this is your guy. We traded picks. You drafted him. You traded picks to get him. Is it? This is your you guy. Needed, uh, you yeah, no more, no more blaming Jimmy G. Got him. You got him. Yep. What'd Jimmy, you G, Jimmy G would be no longer here to blame. Nope. This is your guy. Ah, gone. That cover's gone. <laughs> so. You won't have me around here to kick around anymore. Nope. Good luck, nope. coach. Nope. Like. Yeah, like so that that the Trey Lance thing. I'm again. I I haven't seen enough of him to say what I I don't know. I don't I don't know what Trey Lance is like. I don't know the upside. Hasn't been on field. He, I mean, I, of course, we know he's athletic, but again, haven't seen enough of him to say what's going to happen. I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I know. I mean, I love Shanahan as a play caller. Uh, we we know he, you know we know he's a tr- one of the best play callers in the league, offensive minds in the league. We clearly know that, um, but yeah, it, it's that that was you know semi risky move. Not so much getting rid of Jimmy G, but putting basically going to put the keys in the in the hands of of, 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 of the quarterback. It is it is everything you said is one hundred percent accurate. He is tied to Trey, Trey Lance's fate. Period. In the story. Ah, uh, so he is betting that he can make him a great quarterback, right? Because what you essentially are saying, and what you said was, I need this guy to win a Super Bowl, right? Got to Super Bowl with Jimmy G, right? Is that he's not good enough? We need an upgrade. Okay, well now upgrade is winning Super Bowl. So yep. I said you got to make this guy pretty damn good, yeah. If not great, to get to that goal, so. Yeah, this is all you, sir. You give you, he gave himself no cover. No, I, don't know, I might have messed around with Jimmy G for a little bit longer. He was a great punching bag. 
They really wild. I mean, listen, it, we, have, we, have we ever seen a situation here, – here's the thing. Have we ever seen a situation where a quarterback did not benefit from sitting an extra year? Like, when has that situation – like, when has sitting hurt a quarterback? I, I, I mean, like, I think, honestly, we could go back through the wreckages of quarterbacks' careers and come up with a lot of different examples of when – Sitting was not the greatest thing for that quarterback. But, but never, I've never seen him you know, ruin a quarterback. To your point, I mean, like I said, we, we would really have to go back in that. And, like, that's a hard statement for me to wrap my head around with. But what I will agree with you is that the thing that makes this one so interesting to me is how he sat Trey Lance. Jimmy G struggling. Trey Lance, you're going to come up. Yeah, right. we know Jim G's back. You sit down. Yeah. Everything like that. And now yep. we're not going to see you, but we're going to tease that you could potentially play for half the season, right? Like, that's that's the part where I'm just like, I'm not sure that was managed correctly. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you're saying to me, in one year you're saying, I'm the future, and the next year you're saying, but I'm not good enough. In one instance, you're saying, this guy's a bum. But in the other instance, you're saying he's better than me. Well, he he's a better coach. He's a better coach than this than this guy. I'm gonna bring up, but it's it's not that far fetched from the Miami situation last year with Fitzpatrick and and, and I don't Tua. disagree. I just don't just I don't I, that's I don't. That's why when you said it, I was like, this is a perfect one. I have no clue. I'm fascinated by this one. My instinct says that's not the best way to go about things, but. You know, he's the head coach. So, uh, I'm just going to want to watch this play out. I I am incredibly interested in Shanahan, who is not a generational um, offensive mind. Um, at least he hasn't proven it yet. But right. what I will give him, what I've called him in the past, is he's a dominant play caller. Yes. Meaning, like, he will undress a defense. Yes. He will just undress a defense. Like, it's not just like, oh, that was a nice three-yard slant. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, no, no. He's got your whole – he's got the whole left side of the defensive backfield and linebackers looking one way, and he's throwing – all the way over to the right. And that receiver was wide open because he put a move on the cornerback at the line of scrimmage. I mean, just dominant um, in the ways. Then, you know, their run blocking is legendary. We don't have to do that with the Shanahan. Well, here's, here's, the so, Shan- here's the thing about Shanahan, right? So, I've never seen him raise a bait, raise a pup. Right. Here, here's the thing that, about that's, That is the fascinating key to this. Like, you have to raise, like, this is somebody you got to raise. Here's the thing about Shanahan, and this is what separates McVay from him, even even before the Super Bowl win. It's consistent consistency. Like McVay has five winning seasons and four playoff appearances. With Shanahan has been either hit or miss. Like, so you gotta like you can't like and I used to see this a lot with Atlanta and Carolina in particular. With Ron Rivera in Carolina, like they would go thirteen and three, and then it'd be six and ten, and then eight and eight. Like it, like to go to that next level as a coach, as a franchise, you gotta be year in and year out good. 
And Shanahan has, improved, has not proven that asset with San Francisco. Nope. So this like this year again is similar to Baltimore. It's a big year. Big year for that franchise moving forward. Cause they have a lot, like they that team has talent. Like they have a lot of they, their defense is set. Uh all they gotta do is, you know, get a you know, get a cornerback. Offensively, they're gonna get Mozart back and their running game, they like offensively they have the the foundational piece with the offensive line and the tight end and the, you know, running backs. And, you know, we know we love Devo Samba, who's a beast. And maybe, you know, they sure they can add a weapon, you know, add a secondary receiver, of course. But the foundational pieces are there for that team. That is a talented team. That's a, that's a, that is a win-now team, period. They don't need a lot. They weren't, they weren't they almost, I mean, they were not that far away this year. Like, they came, they came very close to beating the Rams, to being in the Super Bowl this year. So that that team needs that like they I can't you I can't see a situation I can't be satisfied I'll be very disappointed if I'm a if I'm a San Francisco fan if I'm a 49er fan and that team is you know eight nine or nine eight misses the playoffs like no uh, that that can't happen if I'm a fan of San Francisco it's gonna happen. it's gonna be hard as a San Francisco 49ers fan to experience the backslide and then hear the excuse to be patient. Right. It's gonna be hard to hear. No, no, we we're ready to win now. There's no like we fuck the patience. Like this, our team right now is ready to win. We have a win now team. It's not like period. Like that team is built to win right now, and and especially in the NFC where you can have a situation where no Tom Brady and no Aaron Rodgers. Like no, the NFC is there to be had. Period. Essentially, what you're saying to me. With moves like with a move like this, is you believe Trey Lance is the approximation of Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. You don't uh, turn yes. a franchise, a Super Bowl winning, a Ferrari. You don't turn that through the night. You don't turn a Ferrari over to the fourteen-year-old kid, right? If you don't believe he's a savant, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, right? Right. You drive a Ferrari when he was twelve, like what? Like no, who throws fifty touchdowns like that? Nobody does. What's happening? Oh, this <laughs> is like what? Um, so, like, what you're saying is essentially that because you got a ready-made team. You don't right. normally turn a ready-made team over to a first-year player. No, at quarterback, unless you think he's out of this world. So right. again, those expectations keep rising. So, well, until your point, until your point, very, until your point, very similar. Very similar circumstances because. Alex Smith, like Jimmy G, had a ceiling. Had a ceiling. Very good quarterback. Win, win a lot of games, but not. They're, but they're not going to take you. They're not going to ultimately nope. over that. No, nope. So yeah, you you have to be all. I mean, we talk about that's kind of been a theme of this podcast. All in. He must be all in on Trey Lance. All in. Gotta be. So. That would be very yeah. I, I I would definitely have my eye on that. Well, we did it. Twenty two weeks, uh, yeah. a season again, longest season ever. And listen, the NFL is three sixty five anyway. Like the draft is right around the corner. Free agency oh, oh, is yeah. it's 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 a never ending. Somebody a player is going to do something stupid. Uh, in the off season, that that those storylines will never end. Uh, in Bills fandom, we are we are at the who's 
who's gonna stay, who's gonna go. <laughs> yep. 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 We, we we've done our draft research. And yep. we're the players we need. Now we need now we need to start cutting some of this out. Yep. Now we need to get that cap situation correct. So that's where we are in the offseason state. So you're right. 365. Yep. 365. And as far as the uh commanders, I'm I'm we're we have we have plenty of cap space, which is a scary thought because there are going to be some players on the team that I'm like, really? We gave we gave him thirty million dollars. Cool. All right. Yep. They never learned a lesson, like ever. They never <laughs> learned a lesson. They're always like, please, who's the oldest person we can spend the most money? <laughs> yeah, I need y'all to stop. I need y'all to stop. <laughs> Albert Haynesworth, Mark Carrier. Just stop doing it. Stop. Just stop. It's bad. It's a bad strategy. I don't know how many more examples you need, but Ooh. please stop. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about your franchise because yes. I know that lesson Snyder took away from that game. I know. I don't know what every owner's lesson. I oh, you know Snyder's like oh, all in. Let's go all in. Yeah. Oh, oh you know. my God, I no, know that. Yeah. I know. Everybody was just like, "Yo, go to bed. Go harass somebody. <laughs> leave us. Leave the team alone." Go, Snyder. Go away. No. Go to bed. They will be in talks in terms of, like, you'll hear the rumors with them. With every quarterback that's available, that becomes available, they're going to be, whether it's, forget about Russell Wilson, they will be, yes, they're going to be. I legit cannot wait for the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to the commander's rumors. I legit can't wait for that. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait for that. We are the equivalent, like, but they'll so <laughs> they are like the the equivalent of of the Knicks. Like LeBron was never coming to the Knicks. Dwayne Wade Prime never coming to the Knicks. Ever. 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 <laughs> Ever. And you would look at the Knicks fan and the Bish be like, yo, y'all so delusional. You're so delusional. So, and this, at a certain point, it got sad and then your heart just hurt for them. So what we'll, what we'll do is we will sign whoever the NFL version of Amari Stoudemire with a bad knee is. That's who we'll sign. That's that would be who we'll sign. That hurt. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Knicks fan. Ooh, that was yeah. bad. That, that was, was yeah. Bad. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was an MVP candidate for like 41 games. 41 games. Yeah. Yeah. Story to Nick's life. All yep. guys are playing good for a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that time is never in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. All right, Robert Sapp. Uh, right. Thanks for the thanks for the pro join me on the program. Had yeah, I had a lot yeah. of fun. Certainly look forward to the off season and next season as well. Appreciate you, sir. Have a great one. Can't wait to do it again. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. This episode will be up by by the end of the night. I'll put this episode up by the end of the night. Remember, next Thursday. We are starting our weekly snowfall recaps. I cannot wait. I'm in the midst of watching season four now. Um, Had about halfway through season four. 
in terms of the rewatch. I cannot wait to this season five. The season five of Snowfall is going to be insane. We're going to do Thursday evening um, shows. And I had the podcast up that very night. So the first one would be, of course, February 24th, uh, Snowfall season five. Um, be on the lookout for that. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, thanks to Robert Sapp. Have a great rest of your evening. So long.